Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I am back by myself this week. And I wanted to apologize to you guys. I received an email from somebody two episodes ago that it was just extremely hard to listen to. And normally I'm very good about uh, keeping an eye on my VU meter as I'm recording these. But like two weeks ago I had recorded the episode like five times and I was like, oh my god, I'm just over it. I just want to put it out. And I didn't I didn't think it would matter, but it matters and uh, I really appreciated the feedback and I just wanted to let you guys know number one I'm sorry about that I mean I I am human and I definitely fucked up on going back and making sure that I didn't have too much in the red but also I want you guys to know that you can give me feedback feedback is important it is important for me to look at feedback and reassess Get feedback, reassess. Get feedback, reassess. I am a solopreneur. I am a one-woman show. I have built every aspect of my business from nothing, and I manage absolutely everything. I manage my podcast, start to finish every aspect of production. I write all my own blogs. I write all my own emails. I write all my own. I wrote all my own web copy. <laughs> like I designed my own website. I had a template at one point, but then I basically dismantled it and I did all these other pieces I mean my social media presence is all mine I mean I am like I I'm at capacity when it comes to producing so I I do plan to outsource that is my intention my intention is to outsource a lot of that in the new year and in the interim um, while I am in the process of outsourcing some of that if there is feedback that you have for me please do give the feedback it is not going to hurt my feelings it's not going to make me cry it's not going to make me think less of myself it's going to help me adjust and make a better product for all of you because that's why I'm here I'm here to be of service not to annoy you and burst your eardrums and have you readjusting your volume every two seconds I enjoy feedback it means a lot to me And this very much aligns with what I'm going to talk about today. What I'm going to talk about today is based on the topic of my email that I sent out to my list just this past week. And the title of the email was, This Week in the World of Combating Perfectionism. This week in the world of combating perfectionism. The the sole focus of my work That's not true. The sole focus of my work is present moment awareness, like coaching and present moment awareness. But the focus of day one has a lot to do, at least one piece of it, has a lot to do with combating perfectionism. Because when I built day one, 
Day one was intended to have two distinct pieces. And we're getting there. Like those pieces are becoming very clear and they're there and it's powerful. But it took a while to get to that space because the communication, I think on my end, wasn't necessarily um, clear. And I required feedback for that. And I required observing and seeing how things were going so that I could tweak and adjust. And, you know, in our lives, what really helped, we are a paradox. And in the email that I sent to my list this past Friday, I wrote about how Western society does not teach us the paradox. And the paradox is we are divine feminine and we are divine masculine. What does that mean? Our feminine intuitive guides us completely, 100%. We, our intuition knows the way over any and all things. Our creations from our heart space is all us. The way that we want our life to look right down to whether or not you want to work from home, whether or not you want to have children, whether you want to eat in the morning or at night, whether you want to eat red meat or chick like chicken. I hate chicken. Do you guys know I hate chicken? I think I told this story on the podcast before about how it took my mom like a decade to figure out that I hate chicken because she used to think that I was just saying it to be defiant when I was younger. Hate chicken. Chicken is so fucking stupid. The only thing worse than chicken is turkey. Hate turkey. The only time I eat turkey is if it's pumped full of sodium on a deli sandwich. But that is another another topic. Our intuition really does guide. So our intuition is the thing that tells us the way. But then the divine masculine needs to come in and thump, thump and do and do and do. And we can't be doing all the time. Like sometimes we need to sit still, shut the fuck up, close our eyes, put our three fingers together, meditate and receive. Sometimes we need to not act at all. And then sometimes we need to do. And if this is confusing as hell to you, it's because you grew up in Western society. And you don't know how to regulate that doing versus the intu- like versus your divine feminine, your intuition. Like you don't know when to do and not do. Congratulations. Neither does anybody else in the Western world. Like, well, there are people that know how. But like the majority of the people do not know how. And the reason that they don't know how is because you are the result. You are the product of a system that was designed to mold you into a standardized peg so that you could make money for that system. You were taught standardized curriculum all through school and then you were fed this analogy that life is a ladder and you need to climb that ladder to get to the top to get to the top to get to the top but it doesn't exist it's not a thing that exists I'm going to tell a story okay so my senior year of high school and I've I've written about this in my emails and I wrote about this for Biz Catalyst 360 but I'm gonna tell the story here just in case you guys have not heard it yet my senior year of high school I stopped dressing for phys ed and my mother she she's told me this story because I had forgotten all about this I had forgotten that I had stopped dressing for phys ed now I am a marathon runner I'm extremely fit I can go outside and without fuel or very little, you know, water, like very little water and without fuel, depending on the temperature, right? If it's hot outside, I need a lot of water. But like, if it's like 45 degrees, I could go outside right now and I could run 20 miles and that would not be something that would 
stress me out. Like it's not something like I could I could run with relative ease for two hours. I could run with moderate ease for three hours. Um, at this point in my fitness because I haven't been marathon training this entire summer, although I did keep up with long runs. I'm a, I'm a fit motherfucker. Okay, like I'm fit. And uh, my senior year of high school, I stopped dressing for phys ed. And my mom told me this story. She said, you know, the school called and, and said, you know, she stopped dressing for phys ed. And my mother said to me, Andrea, why did you stop dressing for phys ed? And I said... Mom, I've dressed for phys ed and taken enough times and I've taken enough phys ed classes that I need to pass. I'm not doing it anymore. And my mom, she, she told me this story because when I was taking positive intelligence last year, I learned that at, in terms of the saboteurs, I'm doing air quotes, saboteurs, the hyperachiever for me ranked the lowest. And she was saying how I had always been an underachiever. Like when I was young, like first, second grade, I would only answer as many questions on the test as I needed to pass. And then I would stop answering. And my mom said, you know, she would ask me, well, why did you do that? And I would say, well, I knew the answers. I don't understand the point of why I have to do this. Like, I know the answers. I know the answers. Why do I have to take this test? Like, and that was the thing about not dressing for phys ed. I was like, well, you know, I'm going to pass. The phys ed is pass-fail, right? So I'm going to pass if I dress and take the rest of these classes or if I don't dress and take the rest of these classes. Because I had figured out how many, like, classes and how much you need to be able to pass. I'm like, well, so if I'm going to pass either way and that's the most I'm going to get out of this and I'm going to end up at the same place as everybody else, then why the fuck am I going to dress for phys ed? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I didn't understand. Like, if, if to get to the end point was the goal and I could get there, like, let's say you needed to dress for, like, I don't know, 15 out of 20 classes. I'm just pulling this out of my ass, right? And I had done that. Why the hell would I dress for the last five classes? Like, why would I do that? Like, that just seemed stupid to me. And... The point is not to finish. There isn't a finish line. Like we're always told that the end point is the goal, but it's not because there is no end point. You know, it's like playing a piece of music or dancing. We don't do those things to finish. We do them to feel. We play music to feel. We listen to music to feel. We dance to feel. We don't We don't go, okay, let's hurry up and rush through the dance. <laughs> like we do it to feel. So Western society has us all kind of fucked up over what is supposed to be happening. So endpoints were, were the first thing. And so the way that we did this to try to get people rushing and climbing ladders is because we want people to turn into product producing pegs so that they can go and remember I studied sociology. So I've been getting off on this shit for a decade. Um, this has always been fascinating to me because I've always thought, God, American society is so fucked up. Really fucked up. Like that's the way that I've always kind of thought. That's why I went and got a master's degree in something that I didn't like. There was no job waiting for me at the end of that master's degree. I didn't realize that. Oh, it's going to actually help you create a job later. I didn't care. I was just like, oh, I'm really interested in this. I want to study this. Um, but I, but this this idea of like the end point because we're, we want to be product producing pegs because we got to keep the corporate machine running because this is America. We got to do that stuff. And we're taught in school that we need to achieve mastery, perfectionism, and we do that in standardization. 
because everything has to be standard, right? Like we have to make sure that we're giving it our best effort because we're graded. We're graded. And we're looking for that grade. We're looking for the grade that is going to, that, that is going to tell us that we're doing a good job. So that's how it is in school. You learn, okay, you've got to do your absolute best to get the grade. And then you graduate from that, whether wherever you end school. So if you end school in, you know, high school, college, even graduate school. Now you're getting the PhD level, then you're into like publishing right like you want to you know defend your dissertation and then when you become uh on your when you're in your tenure track program then you're always publish or perish you know like all that stuff you always have to produce 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 it's still production like everything's everything is so westernized 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 but everything is do your best you're getting a grade you can't do a million shitty things it's got to be a, a big great effort now if you go get a job then your job you have to climb the ladder at your job and you're rewarded for a good job with a good paycheck and the better you do the better the paycheck and then you're told good job buddy and then you know it's this is just how it goes and you're always trying to strive for perfection and so the reinforcement of immediate reward is always there because at your job you go do your good job and you get rewarded with your good paycheck you're always getting reinforced well everything else that you want to do in your life isn't like that Like if you want to improve your body or if you want to take up a new passion or a new hobby, you want to work on a relationship, like get into a new relationship, like all of these things that you want to do, that perfectionism doesn't exist there. You just continue to to chip away at the block and you get very little reinforcement and very little reward, often for a very long time. Like for a very long time, you sort of just show up and show up and show up and show up. And every now and again, you'll get a little nudge that you're going in the right direction. But most of the time, there's no reinforcement whatsoever. And what people do is they have this idea that they're going to need to show up with mastery. So they wait for the one big effort. I just did a video on Instagram and Facebook. I don't know if I put it on LinkedIn, but I I definitely put my email on LinkedIn about how nobody gives a fuck about your one big effort. Like, let's say that you're a writer, okay? And you are somebody that you desire that you want to be a novelist of some sort or whatever. Okay, so you don't write because you're insecure about your voice and then you wait and 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 then like after like a couple of months you finally muster up the gumption to put out one big effort of a blog. Literally nobody cares. You're not going to get the reinforcement from that blog that you want to get from it because nobody's expecting that blog to come and likely no one's going to read it because you have not shown up regularly. People show up and people follow people who show up regularly. Do you follow the Get the Fuck Off podcast because I put out one podcast every six months? You'd be like, who the fuck is this bitch and why is she popping up in my feed? Unsubscribe. Like, chances are you listen to the Get the Fuck Off podcast because there is at least every two weeks a new episode. I I attempt to show up weekly. And depending on where my life, I told you the circumstances of my life. It's not an excuse, but I am going to start outsourcing so I can be more consistent. I, I, I attempt to be consistent. But fuck, in two years, 
This is episode 95. That is a lot of podcast episodes for two years for a one-woman operation. I show up regularly. I have people that listen to the Get the Fuck Off podcast because, oh, it comes out regularly. Imagine that. If I put out one podcast and then you didn't see me for four months, your response would be, who fucking cares? And that's the... Nobody cares about your one big effort. Like, so if you wait to put out one piece of writing for months on end, unless you have won a Pulitzer at some point in your life, no one cares. Or if you're waiting to get your body in order and then one day you go to the gym and you go and lift a whole bunch of weights for 45 minutes. Not not only does no one care, but you are going to be in so much pain because your body does not know how to get rid of the waste Like there's going to be delayed onset muscle soreness and there's going to be a lot of waste and your body just isn't going to be efficient at removing that waste. The the way that it would be efficient at removing that waste if you went to the gym regularly. Your one big effort, nobody cares. And in fact, because you haven't expanded your vessel, you're probably going to be so damn miserable after that one big effort that you probably aren't going to do it again. Like you're not going to do it again for like six months. I had that happen to me. I decided to do a burpee challenge that my friend Andy did in 2020. I think I ended up doing like 60 some burpees. I had pretty much never done a burpee. And guess what? I don't think I've done a burpee since 2020. It's almost 2023. What I'm saying is real. (laughs) And you all, I'm sure, are finishing and relating to this in your own life. I'm sure that uh, there are areas where this is the case because this is just the science of people. Nobody cares about your one big effort. And here's how one big effort translates to the world. It translates as stagnancy because if you're only mustering up the gumption to put out that blog or do that workout like once every four months, that's three times a year. That looks like stagnancy and it looks like stagnancy to you. And it looks like stagnancy to the world because that's the way that it manifests. You act in accordance with your beliefs. So perfectionism is kind of crap, you know. Everybody kind of wants perfectionism. And so that's why everybody now is kind of looking for the right and the fast way. Like we want to look for the way that's right and fast. And we're always looking for somebody else's method to do things. Like what's somebody else's method? Like what's the right way? What's the fast way? And I I got into a conversation with somebody this past week and they were, putting yet another like standardized system and they on their Instagram and I was like well isn't this common sense like and they, they didn't seem too happy with me and it was all about like not just working at full capacity the whole day it was like you know you work hard for 90 minutes and then you kind of chill for 20 minutes and I was like isn't this just like common sense like isn't And I'm like, do people not, you know, know how to self-regulate? And this person was like, well, nobody was taught how to self-regulate. It's like, well, who cares if you were taught? Like, are you going to continue to live under the influence of that for the rest of your God-given days? Are you going to teach yourself? Because, yeah, like every single person that's listening to this podcast, how many hours of productivity do you reasonably think that you're capable of every day? Because I tap out after like four hours. Like, I get up in the morning and I start writing and I do the shit that I have to do and I work and uh, yeah it's like three to four hours of producing and then um, what do I do after that I usually run after that and I can't produce for the rest of the day like there's there's no more juice to squeeze out I, I cannot squeeze any more juice 
out of my existence. I just can't. I can't squeeze out the juice. I can receive. I can use my afternoons to receive, whether that be learning, uh, receiving information, um, doing things that don't involve production. Uh, I often have coaching calls in the afternoon because that's not production. That's very much my divine feminine that's receiving. So I that's active listening. That is not a, a doing, um, hard masculine sort of thing. It's a, it's a receiving. It's a divine feminine. But I can't produce more than three, four hours a day. Tops. And knowing that is, is just in, intuitive. Like I just know that. Like – I just know. So how many hours, I would like to ask you guys, how many hours do you think that you can produce every day? Because we're not meant to produce 8, 9, 10, 15 hours. We're just not meant to do that. I know that like some companies like want that from you, but most of the time, I mean, anyone that I've ever known that has worked at a desk job, like for someone doing something is like yeah most most of the people that do those kinds of jobs are scrolling and fucking around and probably only get about four hours of stuff done every day also so I don't know man things are changing but anyway when it comes to perfection perfection doesn't serve anyone like it it doesn't serve anybody it doesn't, it just doesn't. So instead, show up imperfect with regularity. Show up imperfect with regularity and things will be different. If you show up imperfect with regularity, things will be different. And I said these words to day one this week. I said, I am giving you permission to do a shitty job <laughs> and what I meant by that was I I wanted you know we have we have two different pieces of day one so we have the piece that's the online piece which is in circle and that is the more masculine piece that's the masculine doing so right now they are showing up every day and they're they're saying their intentions for that day and on Monday they're going to be saying their intentions for the week and then at the beginning of the month they're going to be saying their intentions for the month this is a rigor this is a pain in the ass right like it's a pain in the ass there's a pain in the assness to this the idea of that is to flex the muscle of the masculine so it's to flex the muscle of just doing something, just doing it, just showing up and just doing it and it not being one big effort and it's not being some, you know, like crazy insightful post, but just the masculine, I'm going to show up and I'm going to say my intention. And then you, you live your life according to your intentions. We create from intention. But I think what happens with a lot of people is we're so trained that there needs to be this huge effort. And there doesn't have to be. Like it can seriously just be showing up somewhat every day. And if you show up somewhat every day, things will begin to kind of shift for you. And then, of course, in day one, we have the more feminine piece, which is our Saturday calls. And our Saturday calls are beautiful. But it was very important to me to have those two separate pieces. And I feel a lot of the times, whenever I start working with somebody new, it doesn't matter if they come into day one or if they are a one-on-one -on -one client. I 
feel truly that there is a lot of this unlearning of this Western ideology that I'm so different from everyone else and I have to be this perfect thing and it's like it, it, and it's every person. And I had to unlearn that for myself. First, I had to unlearn that I was so different and so special and so victim-y. I mean, I was like the ultimate victim. I was the victim to everything. I was the victim to my family. I was the victim to my circumstances. I was the victim to my job. I was the victim to everything. Woo-poo-boo-hoo. But a big victim. So I had to get out of that. And then I, I learned about taking responsibility and I learned I'm more like people than not. Uh, I'm more similar to people than not. I have a few gifts that are gifts that are on loan to me and I am doing myself a disservice by not capitalizing on those gifts. But mostly I'm more like people than not and I can just show up somewhat 100% of the time. Like 100% of the time, I can just show up somewhat. And if I just show up somewhat, things will happen. And so when I'm talking about, like in the beginning of this podcast, I'm talking about every single piece of my business that I handle completely on my own. I mean, you see my, my Canva graphics on Instagram. I make all of those. The ebook that I just put out, the Holiday Survival Guide, which is ebook.getthefuckoff.com if you want to get a copy. Um, I made that. I wrote it. And then I designed it. Is it the greatest design in the world? Fuck no. But I did it. Like all this shit. Like I did all this shit. I did all this shit. And and how do I do it? It's just okay. Like every day. Just thump thump. One piece. One piece. One piece. One piece. I mean like it, it's just little pieces here and there. And just showing up with regularity. And I wouldn't have never been able to do this in two years time if I was thinking too big or waiting to be too perfect. I put, you know, like 95 podcast episodes. How many of these are winners? I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't even look at analytics until the last couple of months of my life. And even now, I don't even really look at them. I mean, I know how many of you are subscribed. That's pretty much it. I kind of have an idea about your demographics. That's pretty much it. Like, and that's, that's the thing about feedback. I love feedback because I love to improve. A lot of people don't like feedback because they use it to judge themselves. They're like, well, if something's not good, then I must be fallible. I must not be worthy. I, I have to be perfect. Western society taught me that I have to be perfect. And it's like, you don't have to be perfect. In fact, no one even cares about you. So just show up and just do your, whatever you're going to do and just do it every day until you're dead. Like, that's it. Nobody cares. Nobody thinks anything. Just show up and do it every day until you're dead. Like, I get that people weren't taught self-regulation. I get that people ta were taught that their ideas weren't good enough. I get that people were taught that they have to do something another person's way. They got to find the right way. They got to find the fast way. They have to have the ability to, I don't even know. But there is a pandemic in our society and it's called learned helplessness. And it's just crap you've always known the way you've always known the way Emily Rose and I talked about this in her episode Miss Magnolia says if you want to like search back through the podcast episodes we talked about learned helplessness there is a learned helplessness in our society right now I see it a lot I especially see it with women always looking outside to well, what am I supposed to do well what's the right way well what's the fast way fuck shut up your way your way that's the right way but you got to show up and do it 
You got to show up and do it. You got to execute that paradox. You got to use that masculine to pull you forward because that feminine can only take you halfway. And the idea of perfectionism and waiting until a time when it's going to be perfect, it just doesn't serve you. There's no end point. Like I talked about with the phys ed, like there's no end point. So we're always kind of like looking for standardization, even myself. Like I was just on a call this week because, you know, day one is my baby and I'm looking to improve it and bring in new people and it's wonderful and I'm excited. We're opening on December 1st. If you guys want to subscribe for updates, dayone.getthefuckoff.com or you could just go to my website and you'll find it in the navigation at the top and you'll be able to subscribe there. But I'm reopening on December 1st. And so I asked for feedback, you know, and I and I, I look to see what's happening. I look to see how it can improve. And when I say it can improve, I mean I can improve. Because if there's something that I don't like about the way that it's going, it's I'm the common denominator. Like I'm the one. So I look at that. And I was on a call with one of my members and she was telling me, you know, just how much she loves our group. And she was saying how she's been in a lot of groups and how they just don't go deep like this group goes deep. And this group goes freaking deep. Like we we get deep in there. And I said, you know, I here's the thing. Like I don't really have anything to kind of compare it to because I'm just kind of doing this from what I want to be doing. Like I'm not, I I didn't go into a bunch of other people's groups first and say, okay, this looks like this, this looks like this, this looks like this. Let me go and try to mimic these people. I was like, you know, I want to teach this and this. I think that this is the way that I want it to look. So I'm going to try this. And so I didn't have a standard to compare it to. I just started kind of fucking around and just seeing what worked and what didn't work. And I realized that I'm, even though I'm a person that doesn't seem to really give a lot of fucks about what other people think, I'm still looking to be standardized because that was beaten into me. And I'm still looking to see what a coaching group is supposed to look like. Like, what is this supposed to look like? Like, I I was just trying to, and I, and I realized like, oh, fuck, I am guilty of still looking for standardization and why the hell am I looking for standardization when I know that everything that all these other people are doing doesn't work and you know I'm told all the time if you can just make it simple and you can just tell people you'll promise them the three easy steps to be able to get the result that they want people will just flock to you and I'm like well here's the thing there isn't three easy steps for anybody to get the hell of a thing they want like there just isn't there isn't three easy steps it doesn't exist and I refuse to lie I refuse to lie. I refuse to lie. I refuse. I refuse to lie. But I can make this enjoyable. The journey is enjoyable. And I'll tell you what, there was never three easy steps for day one, but the people in day one are making phenomenal things happen in their own lives. And all they're doing is showing up every day as if it was the first day. Like as if it was the first day. That it's a clean slate. Every single day. Wayne Dyer in The Power of Intention says the highest functioning people understand if you don't have a story, you don't have to live up to it. What did I say in that episode, Tell a New Story? Like, you don't have to live by the story that you told yesterday. Today, who you are today is not contingent on who you were yesterday. So perfectionism, ditch it. Get rid of it. Who you think you are, get rid of it. Waiting until things are perfect. Get rid of it. 
doing one big effort and then not showing up for four months. It looks like stagnancy. You see it. I see it. Everybody sees it. That's what the world sees because that's what you're doing. Show up imperfect. Um, I did an episode, Show Up Imperfect. You can go back and you can take a look. And um, yeah, there's that. All right, the last thing that I wanted to say, and I would actually play the clip. I would love to play the clip um, from the Dan Levitard show, which my my ex-boyfriend Mario, he, one of my dearest friends, when I first started coaching, he sent this to me. And because of copyright, I can't place that clip in this episode. But the Dan Levitard show, um, he, Dan Levitard had a guest, Greg Cody, who's on the show often. He's a sports columnist for the Miami Herald. And he said, life coaches. And like they all laughed. And then he said, whatever happened to self-sufficiency? The very basic idea that everyone was their own head coach in the game of life. And I thought to myself, exactly because there are lots of informational coaches like coaches that are that are going to try to sell you on the five steps or the six steps but a good life coach and I consider myself to be in the vein of life coach under the umbrella of life coach mindset transformational coach life coach it's all the same shit I just don't use the term life coach but I am very much a life coach we don't tell people what to do we ask people questions so they can find their answers because you already know what to do. And then this fucked up society that you had the fucked up pleasure of being born into told you that you should do it differently. And it told you that there is a right way and you got to look up to whoever is just a little bit above you and just do it their way. And you got to be perfect and you got to do your best all the time and you got to be on 100% of the time and every, ep- every effort that you put forward has to be 100%. And that's just not true. You know, coaches, this is all we, we help people unlearn. We don't teach, we help people unlearn. Unlearn your crap. Unlearn your programming. Unlearn the fact that, that, that all this is shit. Listen to what your subconscious is communicating to you. Our call in day one this weekend was all about the subconscious mind and how are you subconsciously miscreating your reality. Because if you have a reality right now, I guarantee that there is a part of your subconscious that actually wants that. So that's a whole other that's a whole other conversation. If you guys want to have a deeper conversation about that, you can reach out to me, Andy, A-N-D-E-E, at getthefuckoff.com, and we can have a deeper conversation about that. I do want to say um, I am fighting the animal of perfectionism. I am fighting the animal of Western society. I think Western society is garbage. Uh, I always resented having to go through American standardized education. I resented it since a very young age. I'm not a victim to my circumstances, uh, but sometimes it creeps back in. There it is. So, like, I, I have thought that the Western way that we educate people is garbage for decades. Like, decades. And then as I watched people develop and not question these things, I was like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, this is dangerous. <laughs> this is dangerous. We gotta get people back to thinking for themselves. And not um, 
allowing bullshit systems to uh, control every aspect of their being. So if that, if any of you guys relate to any of that, I, I would appreciate an email. Oh, and if you guys have feedback on the Get the Fuck Off podcast, I would appreciate an email. If you guys want to support me financially, uh, you can go to getthefuckoff.com slash podcast or there's a link in the episode notes for you guys to leave a tip in the Get the Fuck Off tip jar because that would help me a lot. You know, it's 95 episodes is a lot of episodes and, and it would be... It would be beautiful reinforcement for me to receive uh, a tip from my listeners. Although, I will continue to show up even without it. Um, So I'm just going to put that out there. Day one is reopening December 1st. I'm going to, I think I'm going to enroll and start the enrollment process earlier than December 1st. Like, I think I'm going to start it like mid-November and then I'm going to bring everybody in at once. What I did in the past two cohorts was I did like a rolling uh, admission like enrollment so I was like oh yeah you can just enroll uh, within this two-week period and then people would just kind of pop into the community one at a time so I think this time um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have everybody come in on the same date so you guys can join the waitlist for day one at dayone.getthefuckoff.com I'm also going to put a link to that in the episode notes and I appreciate you all being here with me on the path to fight perfectionism Get the fuck off your perfectionist high horse on the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Get the fuck off of your Western programming. Get the fuck off. Get the fuck off. I, um, yeah, that's all I got for this week. Um, take care of yourselves, guys. I will be back next week with another episode of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Until then, stay safe and stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.